listen to a few words, a few choice words on the World Economic Forum. It's the global class of people who are organizing centralized banks and their funding. Reliant on false or fiat. Fiat. It's not false currency. It's consideration using the government's printing machines. So, <clears throat> so here we go. Chop, chop. So we're going to talk tonight about the World Economic Forum and how they're pushing a digital ID um, and a central bank digital currency, which is CBDC. CBD, CBDC. Okay, so there's that. CBDC. Um, the Environmental Sustainability sustainability and governance crowd that's ESG so that's digital ID CBDC or central bank digital currency environmental sustainability governance ESG and crackdowns on misinformation in future focus report so this is what they released they released something called the future focus for 2025 as a roadmap for steering society towards a great reset with the help of great narratives. And this is, uh, <clears throat> some of this is editorial guidance from Tim Hinchcliffe. And Tim is the editor here at The Sociable. And he, is, he covers tech and, tech and society with perspectives on public and private policies proposed by governments, unelected globalists, Think tanks, big companies, defense departments, and intelligence agencies. My kind of writer. So, <clears throat> we're obviously concerned about the same thing, so I'll just read up here. The unelected globalists at the World Economic Forum continue to push for digital identity schemes, ESG, central bank digital currencies, while calling on governments and businesses to crack down on misinformation. Okay. So, what is a central bank digital currency? A central bank digital currency are digital tokens, similar to cryptocurrency, but they're issued by the central bank. They're pegged to the value of that country's fiat currency. So many countries are developing CBDCs, and many have even implemented them. Because so many countries are researching ways to transition to digital currencies, it is important to understand what they are and what they mean for society. So here's some key takeaways. A central bank digital currency is a digital form of a country's fiat currency, like the U.S. dollar would be a U.S. dollar CBDC. A CBDC is issued and regulated by the nation's monetary authority or central bank. In our case, it would be the Fed or the U.S. Treasury. CBDC promotes financial inclusion and simplifies the implementation of monetary and fiscal policy. There's some... There's some flavoring in there of uh, financial inclusion, monetary, and fiscal policy. So that's the politicization of the money rather than allowing it to simply be a universal equalizer. Um, as a centralized form of currency, they may not anonymize transactions as some cryptocurrencies do. We did ask Mr. Swiss to come, come talk to us about the CBDC phenomenon. Um, we'll see what he has to say. He's dealing with a lot. 
uh, with all of this cryptocurrency downtrending and trying to save it, and, you know, revitalize it after the massive crash it had had earlier this summer. Um, many countries are exploring exploring sorry CBDCs and how it will affect their economies, existing financial networks, and stability. So all this is on the table, getting looked at, getting evaluated. So, published on June 30th, the World Economic Forum's Future Focus 2025 report is a roadmap for steering society towards a great reset with the help of great narratives. So, this is word for word. This report draws from and supports the forum's platforms dedicated to catalyzing a new economy and society. So, special efforts must be made to develop a digital ID to provide affordable access to financial services by households and subject matter experts. Hmm. So, subject matter experts. So, the World Economic Forum is making a classification just for SMEs. I think I'm going to dig on that because if you are an expert or if you are end up being someone of note um, well that would put you into a special class designated by the World Economic Forum now the way intellectuals are being treated today is not favorable if you do something that the gargantuan govzilla does not want you to do then it's possible that say we regress into an even more fascist development and we become closer to what is in China. Well, they'll just turn off your credit. They'll turn off your, they'll just say, because you said this today, you will go seven days with no banking. Weet! That's the way they do it in China. Super petty, super tyrannical, very transactional, very real. That's how they that's how they do over there individual sanctions. So a digital identity layer should be developed and independently of other parts of payment processes as hundreds of governments explore fully traceable, programmable, and permissions-based digital currencies that will allow central banks to control what you can or cannot purchase. These CBDCs will require that every citizen have a digital wallet pegged to their digital identity. So, must have digital wallet, must have digital ID. You got it? Okay, let's go. Therefore, unelected globalists at the WEF are calling on governments and corporations to establish rules for digital identity governance. Uh-huh. While CBDCs promise to revolutionize payments and deliver efficiencies, I shouldn't think that they are a must-have. You know, I'm actually pretty sick of going into cupcake stores and, you know, super techie environments and them telling me, oh, well, we won't take cash for this $4 item. We won't do that because, because we're going to be bad and say no to cash currency. You know, we only want you to be fully traceable, pro programmable, and permissions-based. And be associated with an identity. So if you make a cuss word or say something bad about our cupcake, we can, we can shunt you. Anyhow, 
A digital identity layer should be developed independently of other parts of payment processes and systems such as authorizing and authenticating transactions or applications. <clears throat> okay, so this kicks over to some of the digital ID as described. So there's digital ID now, which is consent-based, meaning you have a choice whether you get one or don't get one. Traditional intermediaries and user consent, e.g. web browsers, apps, mobile devices. Evolution, according to the WEF, is shift control to user. Now it doesn't say who the user ends up being. You, know, you preserve, oh, oh, well, the user's going to be me. Not necessarily. Person personal data stores, on-device data storages, and more advanced data intermediaries, e.g. smart devices and agents. Agents has no description, okay? Agents could be processing agents, could be could be insurance agents, it could be central intelligence agents. Could be doesn't doesn't really make a description here. I'm not getting conspiratorial. It just says agents. Okay? And that could be again insurance, etc. more like insurance. So the future is agency. So your intermediaries will shift control away from you to someone else. So they shall be administrating your digital identity. Next level of data intermediaries would be embedded in your body, devices, homes, cities. So little compartments, maybe it will be removable, maybe it won't. I know that in our cell phones right now, you cannot remove the battery. We used to be able to do that. And so we're in this always on consideration. If I want to cut the signal to this device, I have to drop it in a blackout bag, one of which I have, and sometimes it, it makes me quite sane. So if you don't have a blackout bag or, or the ability to remove your, your battery for whatever reason, I'm kind of curious as to why that was, was so. It was so that there would be a constant and unending signal and data streaming to your device. I mean, you can, you can make it sleep. That's one way to do it. But it won't stop transmitting location information or anything else as long as it's on. So if you leave it up to, say, like smart devices, which is what this is, your cell phone, the cell phone that you are listening to my program on is a smart device. So now we're going into agency. Okay, and it's not you. It says shift control to user, but it's probably not you. Digital ID future agency, the next level of data intermediaries embedded in body, devices, homes, cities. Digital identity schemes have been on the rise in recent years thanks to vaccine passports, which according to WEF Report 22, by, by nature, serve as a form of digital identity. You know, it's like, yeah, we'll take it. International traveler identity. So this, I'm going to just kind of make a little kick over here to, to the KTDI.org. There we go. It's gotten some, some press and, these are pilot partners with K 
Canada, Canada's adopting it. The Netherlands is adopting it. World Economic Forum has adopted it. And it's known as the Known Traveler Digital Identity, or KTDI, is a World Economic Forum initiative that brings together a global consortium of individuals, governments, authorities, and the travel industry to enhance security in world travel. So it's kind of like this roided up version of bank classed real ID. Okay, they're just making themselves really transparent, like, yeah, it's us, sorry, it's us. The more attestations the traveler accumulates and shares, the better a consortium partner, governments and other parties can provide a smooth and safe travel experience. Wow, that's not passive aggressive of a statement at all. Well, you know, as long as you're sharing, you know, we can guarantee that we'll provide a smooth and safe travel experience. Otherwise, I don't know. Did you pay the bag man with identity? Probably not. Stay off the plane, troll. So it's a, a future of constant surveillance in real time. <clears throat> the transition to a lower carbon economy requires a large rewiring of the global economy with some 3.5 trillion investment needed annually for decades. And who's supposed to provide this? Oh, that would be you. <laughs> Go shake your piggy bank. <laughs> See here. Lumping together digital inclusion, finance, and the environment is the concept of ESG. Woo woo! No wonder they paid me a visit. I was only one of the chief organizers behind drilling down and getting rid of real ideas as a, as a non-mandate. Wow, I'm so special. I'm so special that Salesforce put a body on me to watch when they were doing their vaccine passport crap. You know, I guess I'm more important than I thought I was. But I'm still a nobody. Figure that one out. So, the concept of ESG scoring for, al for and allocating and distributing digital payments with programmable CBDCs According to the report, finance plays a pivotal role in facilitating transition to a net zero economy. Net zero for what? Carbon? It'll never happen. You're made of carbon. Your desk is made out of carbon. You know, the plants in your house, the grass is made of carbon. You'll never get rid of carbon. Ugh. So a lower carbon economy requires a rewiring of the global economy. With 3.5 trillion investment needed for annually for decades. And a large rewiring of the global economy is the same as the Great Reset, just worded a little bit differently. Some leaders and decision makers who were already at the forefront of the fight against climate change may want to take advantage of the shock inflicted by the pandemic to implement a long lasting and wired wider environmental changes they will in effect make good use of the pandemic by not letting it go to waste COVID-19 the Great Reset Klaus Schwab and Terry Mallory 2020 so climate change was also also the boogeyman of choice of unelected globalists to push their Great Reset which I am reading now but when COVID came around the World Economic Founder Klaus Schwab said that the pandemic represented a rare but narrow window of opportunity to reflect, reimagine, and reset our world. So 
So now the COVID ha- control narrative has all but collapsed, and this it did because now we have the leaders at the CDC. I see this picture, and it is of a very contrite Ms. Walensky tipping and bowing while backing out slowly the abandoned CDC recommendations are going to require a lot of lawsuits for all those people who will no longer be barred from work because of vaccination status. The CDC won't abide for it anymore. They said we, we shouldn't be doing this. And uh, and now, now lawsuits against governments and other entities who've decided to make having the vaccine and taking the vaccine some sort of, you know, reason to embargo, reason to deny you a heart surgery, knocking you off the liver transplant list. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's really something. They're backing away from this. I don't know what happened, but it. I. I am praising God. I'm praising God that that the abandoned CDC recommendations include testing and quarantine for asymptomatic COVID-19 cases, a close contacts, the six-foot rule, and preferential treatment for vaccinated people, especially those who are up to date on shots. So, no more hassling by Pfizer, Moderna, or subsidiaries thereof. Back to this. Now that the COVID control narrative has all but collapsed because they decided what immunity was and they can't trot out this vaccine as vaccine, they've gone back to exploiting the climate change narrative. That was their direct card right behind the pandemic card. So the the WEF's Future Focus 2025 report, which is what all this is coming from, uh, is to instigate greater financial innovation, which includes green bonds, green loans, and sustainability-linked loans. And that can be implemented at scale. So ESG scoring is not a mandate from the people, but rather a concept dreamed up by unelected globalist bureaucrats to control the global economy via Great Reset. So naturally there's going to be some pushback from the general population, and we have won many times, so don't think you won't be able to win. This is not for you. ESG scoring is not a mandate from the people. It is not a mandate from the people. You didn't vote on it. It's something that's in this parallel construction where you can't, it's built so that you can't touch it. And the only thing you have real control over is talking to the people at the U.S. Treasury, talking to your senators about that, talking to your other senators who are on the Senate Finance Committee, also talking to your representatives and other people in the government and telling them, uh, we repudiate ESG. It doesn't provide any actual sustainability. No sustainability. And it kills a lot of people. So when lacking data to quantify risk and evaluate their likelihoods, well-formed scenarios developed into a collaborative process can help draw out potential impacts and educate the public on possible threats. And pushing back against the pushback, the WEF proposes labeling any critical thinking... (laughs) 
that goes against their narratives as misinformation and disinformation. Why is this such? Are you surprised? I'm not. So when there is no hard data to back up the Great Reset agenda, the report calls on governments and corporations to invent narratives. We're inventing narratives now uh, using behavioral science mechanisms. Okay, and here's, here's the issue because the World Economic Forum has also put together an ethics manual for AI. So they're going to dispatch makers of AI to do their behavioral science mechanisms and because they have algorithms that do a lot of those things right now uh, but they're going to call on those corporations and government and corporate governments um, to invent those narratives so you won't be in control of what is truth they shall be involved and deciding what is truth. That's the kind of stuff that's actually going on right now. Okay, you've got people at Twitter playing editorial, you know, jackal, right? They're going to tell you, we shall understand and decide what is true. You shall not decide for yourself what is true. Twitter decides what is true. Let's check in with your digital ID. Oh well, you didn't say what we like, so we're gonna just take a we're gonna take a popsicle stick away from the other. You're supposed to have ten, and now you only have nine because you said that on Twitter. You know, you, if you're down to three popsicle sticks, well, you have to go sit in the corner. No ice cream for you. So, narratives shape our perceptions, which in turn form our realities and end up influencing our choices and actions. Great Narratives, Klaus Schwab and the Thierry Malloray, 2022. <sighs> narratives are great for unelected and unaccountable globalists because, as one WF blog post from 2015 put it, in the battle for hearts and minds of human beings, rather than what, squirrels, reptiles, what, uh, will consistently outperform data in its ability to influence human thinking and motivate human action. In the absence of hard data, the Future Focus 2025 report reiterates the importance of narratives or well-formed scenarios to manipulate perceptions. When lacking data to quantify risks and evaluate their likelihoods, the unelected globalists say that well-formed scenarios developed in a collaborative process, meaning like, well, we got together about it, so you don't have to. You know, the Central Banking Committee decided, oh, well, you know, we're going to talk to our chief censors and, you know, we're going to have a meeting on what to what to cut and what to keep. Right? 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 So you don't need to be there. When lacking data to quantify risk and evaluate their likelihoods, well-formed scenarios developed in a collaborative process can help draw out potential impacts and educate the public on possible threats. And when they say risk, they're also likely to talk about threats in the, to their data lacking narratives, which they call misinformation and disinformation. Their words, greater regulation of social networks and protection against false information could help take the honest off of individuals. That's right. Truth is too good for you. Oh my God, let's just lift that heavy burden of truth right off of you and put it on to somebody else. Oh my God. Take the honest off of individuals to filter their out misinformation or disinformation and place a responsibility 
on the government or businesses overseeing those networks. We know what's best. Come on. You're just a little guy. Let us make those decisions. So in order to protect their narratives, the WEF calls on corporations and governments to regulate misinformation and disinformation on social media. Have you thanked your minders today? Oh my God. Did you know that this is the, I think, 77th anniversary of the publishing of Animal Farm by George Orwell? It's a pretty good read. I, you know, go get it. If you have not read Animal Farm, I highly recommend it so I don't have to read it to you on this network. Instead, you should outsource your critical thinking and give all your trusted government bureaucrats and unelected technocrats. No, you don't. No, you shouldn't. Okay, so in constitutional republics like the United States, placing that responsibility on the government would mean violating the First Amendment and infringing upon the freedom of your speech. So here's, here it is. Placing the responsibility in the hands of businesses, such as social media companies, would mean business as usual for, as far as censorship has been going. The 134-page report draws from and supports the forum's platforms dedicated to catalyzing a new economy and society, which is the goal of the Great Reset Agenda, which we are still reading through on Glenn Beck. It's the title of the book is The Great Reset. It's all about The Great Reset. So ultimately, this report is another roadmap for steering society towards The Great Reset without ever once putting it to a vote of the people. Okay, fair enough. So we're back to this KTDI, Known Traveler Digital Identity. So KTDI a lot. It's so hard to get out of the mouth. KTDI allows individuals to manage their own profile and collect digital attestations of their personal data, deciding what data to share and when. So, while it might be okay to do this today, uh, this is not law or legislation. It's not regulation, but um, Canada is adopting some of it. And they're going along with the whole central banking rigmarole as well. So this was a Trudeau decision. It wasn't necessarily a uh, KTDI. It's not for the United States. If you are an American citizen, I highly recommend that you not not go for it. So we got about four minutes. We got the ganja. The Ginger Ninja, Trudeau is being a globalist lap boy, shocker. Uh, all animals are equal, just some are more equal than others. Um, see here, Twitter doesn't use a digital ID, but they might because of Square. Yeah, they don't, they, they wouldn't do that right now, but if they're jumping in the editorial game, we, know, we need to know who's saying dangerous things. Are you saying dangerous things? Are you promoting dangerous information? Um, we have about three minutes left, so if anybody wants to jump up here and talk, that's cool. Otherwise, I'm just going to keep going and kind of promote what we're reading. I'll get to part two of chapter four, I think, on fr Thursday or Friday. Tomorrow's Thursday, so it might be Friday. So, But we're going to continue to read from that 
from that uh, that tome. And we were supposed to have Naomi Wolf on today, but I don't know. She went through some sort of big mountain area close to where she resides. I don't know when we're going to get the Wi-Fi back there. So we'll see. Anyways, I've got Miranda and Nate. I'm really glad that you're here. The other people got swept out of here. Um, this is day 79 of 100 Days of Colin. So I might just end it a tad early. I also started a little early. So if nobody has anything left to say, I'm just going to wrap it up. Thanks for listening. Before you go, hit the subscribe button. Remember that callers are subscribed.